Awesome date. Sometime in the future. Awesome topic. Topical and witty. This is the Awesome Cast. Everybody and welcome once back to the Awesome Cast. I'm Basil. I'm Eric. I'm Lee. I'm Kevin. And that is us. Is it? Is it? Or, yeah. Are any of us truly us? I'm don't, us. Don't give me your philosophy 101 bull crap. That's right. So <laughs> anything worse than my bullshit? It's philosophy 101. Philosophy bullshit. 101 bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and that white line bullshit. Uh, <sighs> so this is one, we're doing something different again. We're Going back to the awesome table. A round table of awesome proportions. Actually, it's a rectangle. Talking about... Shut up. They don't know that. It's round. Here's how it happens. This table descends from the heavens. It smashes into the ground about right now. Boom! Those knights of the round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like they're like eighteen of them, and they each do almost the, the full damage cap. So this by the time you're done, you've killed Sephiroth. This unit is armed. Knights of the round. It's a fully functional crucifixion. That's right. But tonight we're talking about online TV, which is interesting because we're an online radio show that's talking no, about no, online TV. television. Uh, meta. I don't know meta? if that's meta. Just the logical it's evolution. Side meta. Hulu killed the podcast. I mean, I mean technically, well, I mean, technically, since we're audio talking about video, it's like we're behind the curve at trying to peek over the curve. Pretty, oh yeah, exactly. Well, there's guys doing the future media, but here we are back here going, we just do audio. Video is hard. We could like, I could get some hand puppets so we could have, we could have awesome TV. I suggested that for the 100th episode, but Basil doesn't want to do it because they would see us. They could see our soul. No, 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 uh, no, no, maybe, no. maybe puppets. Maybe puppets would be okay. <laughs> awesome cast puppet pal. Yeah. <laughs> Only we'd have actual puppets, Actually, not some puppets. sort of flash crap. Like, well, they have actual puppets. They do actual puppets too. No, I've only ever seen the... The fake stuff. Okay. Man, I made Flash plenty stuff. of fun. I don't know which one came first, actually. And I'm not sure which one came first. The, the Readers, the... if you know which one came first, you can let us know and we'll give you a cookie. At yeah. awesomecast at gmail.com. You can also go to the Awesome Cast website and check out the index of awesome. You know, no one likes at awesomecast.com. Or you. Or that shirt. <laughs> Ow. I'm sorry, that was terrible. <laughs> I don't know where that You've came been from. watching too much angry video I've been watching game. too much angry video game. <laughs> cool story, bro. Cool story, bro. Man, what's all like this now? Man, this is what you get. Do the Turn Ferguson voice. That's what they all want. Yeah, Turn Ferguson. <laughs> what? Well, I'll tell you now. <laughs> Turn Ferguson, don't take that. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> that, was the best, that was the best exalted game ever. But anyway. So now we're going to talk about mm, some of them online TVs. And French fries. 
<laughs> I love French fries. They go Google ketchup. So, uh, for go anyone not familiar how this all. works, we're going to have Basil be moderator, toss out questions. We're going to babble shit about them, and when we get boring, Basil's going to toss out another question. So, do we all have to get a funny accent? Because, you know, this I'm calling the British one right now. All right, I'm going to be the Southerner. All right. I'm going to be Lee. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. It's my normal thing. <laughs> I'm going to talk like this, like a fanboy. Oh, that's not the way thing. better than everybody else. I forgot, that's hey, the you need a wine glass. I have a monocle as well. It's very distinguished. Oh. Way more distinguished than you. <laughs> okay, no Go accents. Ahead, first no question. accents. First question. <laughs> Buffalo diarrhea. You've been, writing, you've been writing down all the angry video game insults. Maybe. <laughs> So, what was your first experience of television via the internet? Definitely Homestar Runner. Yes, um, well, that's mine too. Man, way back in the, who? Like everybody, I just sound off. Who's who's here? Was Homestar Runner? It's Eric. Oh, where's it? Everyone, Kevin? I'm, I, I've been trying to remember. It probably is. What about you, Basil? No, I definitely. Well, I guess if it was something that was just less than I didn't download. Yeah, it, and maybe it was. I. It's been so long, I couldn't say for sure. Homestar Runner is the first thing I remember that was on the internet, on its own location. Not even on its own location, just on the internet, that I came back for episodic content. Exactly, that, yes. That, like, something, they would do a, sh- a short, and I'd go, that was cool, and I'd laugh at it, and I'd come back a week later and watch mm-hmm. the next short, and and it was the first time I remember that television experience of just sitting there and watching what someone had yeah. written and done for me. I, I honestly can't say I... I I, I didn't watch it regularly. Like, I, I had, I think, when I first became aware of it, I had poor internet access at the time, and it just wasn't something I did. Although, had I had better access to the internet, I probably would have been coming back again and again. Well, it's not something that they did regularly, as <laughs> any Homestar Runner fan knows. Yeah, well, there were, there were well, stretches. the emails. Yeah, the yes, emails right. started the emails one, were... once a week, and, yeah. uh, and depending on how they kept that up, changed years. Like, for a while they were keeping it up, for a while they did a shit job. Then you come back years later and go, wow, they've got all this crap. Although, for me, there was a long period of time where I would check every day to see what they got up there. I think that week. what happened was they had kids, right? Yeah. Like, every time they had a kid, the website would, it would go away for, like, six months to a year. Yeah, like, they, they were updating... children and their constant need of attention. They were updating once a week until uh, end of this year, just about, and... Then they stopped and have put up one thing for April Fools, and that's all they've done all years because they've got another kid. Fucking kids! They ruin everything. They ruin everything. I know they ruin kids. Ruin television. This is yeah. whether you're on Fox Kids or and watching uh, the One Piece debacle, or whether you're on the internet trying to watch Homestar Runner. Kids, hey, Power Rangers coming back. Not really topically related, but Power yeah. Rangers is coming back. It's the Savon got the rights back. So I definitely say Homestar Runner was the first thing that had like a and and it had the hallmarks of television. I mean, it was that a credit sequence. Of course, it was a disguised loaded screen, but it didn't mm-hmm. have it. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, it had it was had story and was sitting there and uh, and like I said, episodically. Um, so that was mine, and then it would be after that angry video game. Yeah, I think that was and that was way later. Probably honestly, for me, I didn't hit anything else again until like Doctor Horrible. Well, there's also like High Score. Yes, we used to high school. We used to watch high score. You're right. Like that a lot was, of flash stuff. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of early stuff was flash stuff. Yeah, like they hadn't really, you know, YouTube hadn't really kicked in yet. It was, you know, the streaming live action video. So it was mostly flash cartoons yeah. or like yeah. um, Newgrounds. Yeah, Newgrounds was really wow. big. Newgrounds. Um, yeah. Zombie. Did anybody else watch Zombie the animated with an X that was about the. Uh, the intelligent zombie that used to be a police officer. It's getting a movie now. It's getting an there was uh, stuff like broken. Really. There was like stuff like Broken Saints. 
Like, yes. Which was a really old thing that was partially animated, was more like pieces of art that they would sort of like, sort of more of an animated voice acted comic book. Mm-hmm. Where like individual frames would be animated. Um, yeah, there was a lot of early like Flash animation stuff. Was mm-hmm. Really, yeah, I'd say thin, yeah, thin. Flash was like the all the was it Dead Frog or what Frog? Toasty Frog, Toasty Frog, all the oh, Toasty Frog, right. Frog. which he oh, still got, or Legendary like Legendary Frog, Legendary Frog, Toasty Frog is Jeremy Parrish, but no Legendary Frog. Oh, okay. Like, and he actually has a podcast himself somewhere. Well, a lot should, of them do. We should look that up and link it on the uh, when we. When we put this up, if we were, but um, uh, I forget the one random high school kid who would do like a bunch of sprite based stuff. Yeah, like Ape Theater, like linked to him a lot. Well, there was Mortis. A, this was his name. Well, was Mortis. Wasn't that like the, the Flash, the online web comic that was done as an animation rather than a, a comic? Oh, that's and, Alex Kid. It was Alex Kid. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there was a yeah, I remember oh, that. I remember you mean Kid Rad. No, Kid Rad was a different thing. That was wasn't Kid Rad like the static? No, 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 wait, wait, wait. it is Kid Rad. I'm sorry, Kid Alex Rad. Kid's a which, Sega it wasn't Flash. Alex actually, Kid is a Sega character. Yeah, it was, Kid Rad was he actually he didn't actually use Flash. He actually made it you moving, um, moving moving gifs, moving gifs. But it was you'd click the next panel and a sequence of things would go along and it looked like a video because ah uh, yeah I remember now yeah and that yeah, was that was actually crazy. my first experience and anything like it. Mm-hmm. Like was actually I, brought, I remember reading that or watching that before Homestar Runner, but wow. it was Kid Rad. Like no, I, I did that definitely second. I, Homestar was def- man. I think I was watching Homestar. In yeah, man. Middle way back school, when... maybe like early high school. Well, like, and for Homestar Runner for me was back like this is of course it was ten years ago we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. You know, back when um, it was Suze who actually introduced me to it. She was back home from I think college actually. Mm-hmm. It was maybe more yeah. I'm, about nine or ten years ago, and she was, "Hey Basil, have you seen Homestar Runner yet? Like, what's Homestar Runner?" And she drug me to her house to show me. You know that, that uh, those two guys' dorm room is like a shrine at Georgia Tech now. They were going to Georgia Tech when they did Homestar Runner, and like according to our friend that went there, the part of the campus tour is they take you to the brothers' chaps' dorm room, and like, wow, they go, "This is where Homestar Runner was born. Was here in at Georgia Tech." Um, I wonder how long that'll last. Yeah, because because. Homes are running in the last few years. Is it really? I've I've still enjoyed it, but I can understand what you're saying, and especially with this newest lag, where they're, it, it it's it people people have kind of started for, to forget about it. And while I've still enjoyed it, a lot of people have started to go. Eh. Well, the the lifeblood of a, of a online television any or an online anything is, is the, traffic. Yeah, that is the lifeblood of of what you do and. And if the lifeblood of traffic is updates. Yeah, exactly. The lifeblood of traffic yes. is updates. Is no like, traffic, no updates, no t-shirt sales, no cash, no sub- no substantial living. Exactly. And they don't do advertising. Like, well, no. Homestar has made it on merchandising alone. Yeah. They don't do any advertising on their site. Like, I don't think, you know, we, you know, will we ever have a chance for them to actually be able to have the, you know, the money to pull off another strong, bad CD? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that was really their high point. They actually were able to put on a music CD. Well, they put mm-hmm. out a video game real recently. Yeah, it's pretty game. recently. Yeah. Oh yeah, I played the Wii Strongman games. So. I've I haven't played all of them yet because I'm a bastard. But I played some of them. They're good. They're good. The the home the Max <coughs> games, right? Yeah, uh, the Telltale yeah. Tell games. Telltale yeah. games. Yeah, Sam Max. Like they're good people. Yep. So I think that's the ground for uh, first experience. What's up next? Uh, what do you watch currently? We got uh, Angry Video Game Nerd, Homestar mm-hmm. Runner, when it updates. Uh, I watched Doctor Horrible. I just thought I'd throw it out there because it was so awesome. Doctor Horrible, even though it doesn't update. Uh, Penny Arcade TV. Yes. Um, I like the blam blamimation. Blamimation. I haven't gotten into those yet. Are those pretty good? Depends. The blamimations are improv almost, and so mm-hmm. it's one of those things where they're either hilarious 
for or, duds. or duds. Like number two specifically is with the fish people. Mm-hmm. Was I thought it was terrible, and um, and it's it's real stylistic too because like there's one where a guy is like debating and he just blows a horn and that's his whole debate. Mm-hmm. And my brother thinks that's the funniest concept ever. Well, I just got bored with it about thirty seconds. In. I thought that was amusing personally. So it's one of those things where I need to check those out. Does Straub do those too? Is he part of that? Yes, he's he's uh, that's Chris and and uh, Scott Kurtz or the Christopher Straub and Scott Kurtz are the two. Well, well, you know, I haven't kept up with, I haven't read his whole Starship whatever, but his chainsaw suit comics I find to be the funniest ass thing ever. Yeah, two cops, yes, <laughs> accidentally went to the to the uh, police Graduated academy twice, twice. So now yeah. I'm two cops. And we, get, we need uh, more force. We're sending you back. Four, four cops. Four cops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's, um, but yeah, Blamimations are good. Um, what else uh, online? Uh, I watch my TV online a lot of times. Bones, yeah, House. Hulu mostly. I, I, there, was a lot, there was a while where I, at times I followed certain shows through the internet mostly. Uh, the Guild. Uh, watch The Guild online when it updates. Uh, mostly through Xbox Live. I've, I've recently been going through the backlog of uh, Nostalgia Critic, who's angry video game nerd's arch nemesis. Uh, which they both seem to take great amusement in, and the fans take too seriously. Yes, but uh, <laughs> I, need to, need to, I need to check that. I've been meaning to check out Nostalgic okay. Critic and Nostalgic Chick. Yeah, he's actually that site has got a ton of people doing a ton of different little different web shows about a bunch of different subjects: comic books, video games, old movies, new movies. Uh, and there's also, of course, the Nostalgia Chick, who is like the Nostalgia Critic but a girl. Now I've noticed something while we were going over what we what we watch, where it's almost universally comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I mean, there's exceptions here and there. There's the Penny Arcade TV, which is more of a documentary mm-hmm. when it's not the Blamations. Mm-hmm. There's um, Doctor Horrible, which was comedy, but it, it had yeah, dramatic elements. Yeah, it had a story well, to it. Um, besides TV shows being streamed through like Hulu or whatnot, is there any online that's a serious? That's a serious, exactly. I don't think I've seen an example. I mean, maybe okay. This isn't exactly a serious, but have you guys ever heard of a? I think it's called There Will Be Brawl or something. It's yeah, I've seen all the or there will be oh the will be yeah the uh, the fan made uh, Smash Brothers Smash parody. Like parody. Smash Brothers parody in a dark universe sort of deal. It's not exactly serious, but it's not exactly. It's a Smash Brothers parody, but done in the way of like almost like Watchmen. Yeah. Well, I I, th- I think that's that's uh you'd you'd almost group that in with the uh, the Doctor Horrible thing. Yeah. It's a comedic thing that had dramatic elements in it like even though it's in a dark, dark world I think the idea is inherently a yeah, especially joke you see yeah. Captain Falcon walk in and punch some guy and he explodes and dies it's serious but it's still you want to laugh your ass off on it yeah, because, yeah, yeah. I mean the closest thing I'm, I'm thinking of and I've to be honest I've never watched these so I may be totally off base were like the Lonely Girl something videos Lonely Girl 15 I think yeah that stu- look, that you know, the YouTube I believe it was a YouTube thing and people thought it was a real person talking about their life but it turned out to just be like a story the a person story. was making up so so. and after people realized it was a story it kept going and apparently got even odder because they felt like they could just make up whatever they wanted at that point instead of just well, trying to make it sound plausible well I haven't seen this so what's the format I've no, I don't it. know <laughs> I've never seen it it was just it was something I came across when I was trying to look a little bit up of stuff I hadn't actually seen for this thing. Well, but. it's one of those things where it's like, um, do you guys think that we, we're going to get drama? I mean, are we going to move into the... I, it's going to eventually happen, I think. it's. I think the trick is that a lot of the stuff you see, right, that is very specifically comedy, tends to be, like, still mostly 
either in the sketch comedy format or the review format. Exactly. I mean, you look at stuff like we have mentioned for Mega Sixty Four, which which started off as like a video game of Jackass. They've really you know grown it out so that they can do general parodies or even commercials. They do online commercials for other things. And I know. I know, for example, Screw Attack, they have their own pretty much news site show on there, and it's not very humorous. I'd say there's some funny points, and they try to be funny with it, but it's mostly just to give you gaming news in like 15 seconds or some shit or a minute. Yeah, that's the, the serious <laughs> stuff I've seen all tends towards the review slash documentary slash news. Mm-hmm. Like, um, the closest thing to dramatic stuff we get is the Guild. The Guild and, and Dr. Horrible. Dr. Like, horrible. But... And even that's not really... And I think... Like, there's also the review things like Co-op, mm-hmm. which used to be the uh, one-up video guys who mm-hmm. then formed their own thing. They actually now also work with uh, EGM now. That's back. But I think my real point was that when I was showing you all this sketch stuff, this is... It's not it's not easy, but it's to do an actual real drama and to actually... It takes a lot more like... I want to say real actors because comedic is also really hard. Yeah. But, you know, to actually do a good drama... You have to be believable. Well, you have to create the actual world. You actually have to be, you know... You can't just do a quick sketch. It's something that's more serialized. Well, I have to ask a question then because... And this is uh, my bad on me. I still have not watched the new Mega Man film. I was actually going to suggest... Is that at all... Could that be a candidate for a step in the right direction? I think it's a step in the right direction, but I think it exactly highlights Basil's point in that the... The we need good actors. Well, not only good actors, and yes, they do need. <laughs> now, a couple of them were good. It's a couple of but them were good. A couple of them were not. <laughs> and also, I think, like Basil said, the quality of the world made it inherently camp. Yeah, like the fact that it was it a was Mega Man a Mega Man movie. Well, not even the, the, well, was the, Mega, Man the Mega Man movie being true to the source material. Almost in a way, hundred percent. Almost a hundred percent, and plus the, the the effects and the costumes and the world building. It was all towards the. It camp was all to, well, it was. I don't want to say it's cheap because it was obvious that they put a lot of time and love but into it. There's only so much you can do with your own. Exactly. Team. There's only so much a couple of guys on their home computers can do, and there's only so much a few cosplayers can do. Like they don't have the budget to make this world, and so sometimes, like when you see Gutsman walk in, and it's really obvious jerky animatronic, you kind of want to giggle because even though it's supposed to be doing a serious thing, mm-hmm. you know, it looks goofy. It's just you like... You can't sell the special effect. Well, exactly. I think that there are several points, one of which, like webcomics, for example, there are serious webcomics out there, but to be successful, the ones that everyone goes to first are the funny ones because funny, just, it's you can get it's right easier. into it. You don't have to follow... Comedy is easier for... The consumer of the media. Because you don't have to follow a long plot line and keep up with characters as much. That Exactly that, because uh, comedy is much better suited to an episodic format. Mm. Because, uh, like you said, you don't have you can just jump right in, you don't really need a ton of background, a ton of plot, a ton of characters. When I go to Penny Arcade, I don't have to have seen any of the previous Penny Arcades nine out of ten times to Plus, understand. They're doing one of their rare multi-story yeah. Art. It's exactly. rare, but they, but exactly. Even that, t- the the punchlines are strong enough. Usually, at least with Penny Arcade, to hold up that drama. Band. Yeah, but when you do drama like Reliquary, yes, like when I read one page of Reliquary, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I got to go back to read all now. Of it. It's good story if you read all of it, but a new reader 
Like it's it's hard to do something in every single comic. You just jump into the current new page. You might be going eh? and, exactly. And the, I hate to be uh, cynical about it, but I think people prefer the comedy because they're a little bit lazier, maybe with the internet stuff. Takes, I think that it's not with with normal TV. You'd sit down and you're ready, and you're going to watch it. With internet TV, people aren't as ready, I think, to grab the casual nature that they need to appreciate a good drama. With the internet, people want instant, instant satisfaction. Yeah, boom. Always. 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 Mm-hmm. And I think, though, if we are ever going to get actual drama, I would love to see it come out of the amateur camp, but I'm almost positive that eventually some networks are going to create actual internet-based like dramas for the internet. I would not be surprised. Like I know that Microsoft is, I think, is looking trying to create more internet content for Xbox Live. Well, I think like, they, they want to fund the guild, don't they? Like, isn't Microsoft a big backer of the guild now, or something? That that and Sprint was for a while. I haven't paid attention to the guild. I know that for a fact that Xbox Live was one of the um, major uh, quarters that people are courting Conan Bryan. Like, there was a chance, like one of the options on his table. Was to become an Xbox Live arcade show, an Xbox Live show, talk show, like. Well, that would have been pretty awesome. That would have been pretty awesome. You know, and then but you can tell you to be asked. So that was, but that, again, that's they're moving different things. And supposedly, and this will come back to another question we'll get to later. Uh, but one of the big E three rumors is that Microsoft's going to unveil um, apps for things like YouTube and Hulu um, on Xbox. Just like they do with Facebook. Whether they Facebook like, and like, Twitter like, and Last of Us. That'd be a logical step. Yeah, they can, step. Sure, they can do it. I'm and one that I would use since I don't use Facebook. Exactly. Yeah, I don't like Facebook. Well, let's not get into Facebook. Uh, <laughs> so now, how do you watch your TV online? Uh, or online TV? Online? Mostly through my computer, though I do catch things on uh, Xbox Live every once in a while. I uh, do through the computer, but if I get a big fan enough of something, like currently with Homestar Runner, I've bought several DVDs because uh, there's nothing like, you know, sitting on a couch and watching something. And so if anything is awesome enough, I'll eventually, and they, and they uh, sell DVDs or something, I'll eventually buy them. But how do you initially watch? Like, what do you use to actually watch the online stuff before you decide whether uh, or not you want to buy anything? Just computer chair on my computer, sitting mm-hmm. back. Going well, my laptop is hooked up to my TV most of the time through an HDMI cable. Uh, but a lot of times, for resolution reasons, or I, my internet just doesn't handle the HD streaming some days, I'm usually watching on the computer screen. But sometimes I do put it over on the my larger screen, depending on how I'm feeling, I guess. I do a lot of that. I, mm-hmm. I uh, use my uh, PS3 as a media box mm-hmm. and then, then shoot things from the, the PC to the uh, big screen TV because I've got a huge screen TV and why would I want to? Yeah, of course, exactly. Sometimes yeah. I'm listening to random crap while I'm like grinding an RPG or something and then I'm, of course, the one thing's going on the laptop and I'm grinding on the whatever game system has a game going. As an artist, I find it's always awesome to have something in the background to listen to, so I'm usually... Usually wherever I'm drawing, which is usually in front of a computer anyways, it's nice to have some noise. Like for me, it really depends on how I'm, how I'm doing it. For example, if I'm using Netflix, I'm using my 360 to stream it on my TV at the house. Or if I'm at the apartment, I'm using my PS3 to stream it. You know, if, it's, if I'm just using like Hulu or something, I use my computer. Because I usually when I do that, I'm at home. And in my computer room, my TV and my monitor aren't that big of a difference. 
And so for me, it's just as easy to watch something on my computer screen that it is on my TV screen. Yeah, makes exactly. sense. Like, uh, now, do you watch cable TV online or, or homebrew shows a la Angry Video Game Nerd? Uh, I watch both. Like, yeah, I definitely... Homestar Runner, Angry Video Game Nerd, and I watch Bones and House and Leverage. Well, for me, I've kind of... I used to uh, used to be somewhat into the cable and then, you know, actually watching it on the TV... And then I moved more into going, fuck that, I don't care anymore. And But now I'm going, I'm like missing House and missing all this other shit I used to watch. So part of me is going, ah, oh, I really need to check out the internet cable scene with Hulu and everything. So one day I probably will. Lately, mostly the homebrew. Um, I don't watch a lot of actual TV, at least not from America. Uh, so, yeah, usually I will watch... If there's a show I'm currently interested in, I'll like watch it through either their own network channel that streams it, or Hulu, or whoever has it online. There's plenty now, of YouTube. Now, do you watch uh, uh, anime online? Maybe a streaming because my uh, roommate does. Like, watches a ton of like uh, very very cheats. Like, he doesn't. What his, his streaming is weird. Is it? Like, yeah. What is? I don't know what he. Like what Barry of. does. Like there's like as I was going to this where. Yeah, the preface like I actually don't really watch that much homebrew stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I mostly watch stuff on Hulu, and I also catch the Daily Show on its website. Like I, since I don't have actual access to cable TV, only cable internet, mm-hmm. that's how I keep up with my TV shows. Well, like, yeah, I, it's the same. I don't have normal like, cable. I watch like I watch like House, Stargate, you know, um, Universe, uh, Castle, a whole bunch of things. Nowadays on Hulu, and I actually watch a lot of my anime on Hulu too, mm-hmm. like House of Five Leaves, Tommy Galaxy, Kakashi. uh, Kakashi's now Cross Game is now on Hulu. Cross Game's on Hulu? Yeah, yeah. Cross Game's on Hulu. Okay, fuck, it's awesome. I'm on Hulu now. Now, is it subbed? Yes. Okay, the sub. Because... Like all these are while well, these are subbed, and some of them are dubbed. Some of them Kikashi's also gave me the dubbed. choice. Does <clears throat> Kakashi's currently subbed? Is it subbed? Like I thought it was the uh, no, Adult Swim dub. What I've been watching, it's been subbed. Okay. Now, they might have moved it over Adult Swim dubs. Yes. Wow. But when they originally were streaming... Now, you know, my initial reluctance to watch any kind of streaming anime is a lot of it was the dubbed version, and I hate dubs, so we'll just, you know. But what Barry <laughs> does... Kevin's looking over me when he's saying that. <laughs> I hate dubs, Eric. But but what Eric, like what, what uh, Barry tends to do, from what I can tell, is that he goes to, like, um, like what they do... I forget what, it, what name of the thing he goes to. I think he just types in watch anime online and gets the whatever first hit he gets. He's got some website. It, well, what that website does, all it does is it takes hit the current fan subs that are out and then re, re-rigs them. it to just stream online. Okay. Like, so what he's, he's actually hurting the industry like in every possible way possible from what he's doing because all the ad views and stuff are going to that one website. Like, whoever made this page and are streaming those fan subs, they're making all the money. Like, he's not going to Funimation's website to stream things. He's not going to Hulu. And so, if you were to watch those, guess what? Who, you know, whoever licensed the actual anime, the actual licensors, they're making they're making ad money when you watch it officially on well, actual yeah, official well, streams. But the cheating aspect aside, I mean, do you watch, do any of you guys watch it? Like, I watched Kakashi when it came on uh, on Hulu. Um, if I had known it, it like, on, I well, on episode. Uh, what did uh, Air Gear, did Air Gear premiere on uh, IGN? 
Way back in the day, the first. What well, is Air Gear had a preview of the first episode. Third that was episode, it, it was yeah. Um, Man, that, that was before really they stream really got into it. Got there's, big, yeah. there's a lot of good places to get good anime streaming now, like Anime News Network has their own I think streaming. Funimation had Mushishi up at some point. Like, yeah, Funimation's had Mushishi. Like Hulu's got a lot. Like everyone goes through Hulu now. Um, Crunchyroll. Man. It has transformed from a really skeezy business to an actual Total site. An actual site that's actually somewhat legitimate. Yeah, mm-hmm. they got they're the ones who are running but Hero Man. For for Mushishi though, that's one of those things where I would never watch it on I want the DVD so I can just sit down on like a relax and watch because it's art, it's not, you know. Well yeah, but it, it's one of those things where it, it's I don't think that, that uh, watching it on TV precludes buying the DVDs. Yeah, or that's true. Any. It's one of those things where it's where are you getting your first exposure to this mm-hmm. media. Classically, most media you get your first exposure if it's a movie in the movie theater, if it's a television show uh, on um, the TV. TV. So now I'm getting my, my first exposure to a lot of media on the computer. And then TV. if you find it's one of those things you want to sit down on your couch and enjoy, then you buy the one. Then you buy yeah. it. It's yeah, easier exactly. if you're on Hulu or whatnot and you see, hmm. I've never seen this, but yeah, I got a half hour to kill. It's or, like, or if they've got it on Hulu, you don't even have to buy it because you can just stream it to your TV, blow it up, and it's an HD stream. And well, it depends. Like for example, Hulu only goes to 480p. Like, like it's not it's not really um, HD. But that said, you know stuff like the Noitman A stuff, House of Five Leads, Atomic Galaxy. These are simulcasting things. They're like they're giving us the episode. The day after Japan gets it, streaming online. That's fucking awesome. Like, and it's stuff that normally no one would ever see. We can now stream Rainbow. Rainbow's a brand new show. It's about uh, six or seven inmates in a prison during post-World War II Japan. And we would never get that shit. We would never get anything like that. Because it's a really, really gritty, dark thing. Where it's lots and lots of crap. Like, you watch some guys getting beat up most episode and then something good happens where they're okay they can make it through the day and you feel good again about the show but, but until next week but it's a it's a whole niche thing where you couldn't you couldn't sell it on DVDs because you have to have the right audience and to get that right audience getting it on the internet is the perfect way to do that because you can go to the small fan base that want it oh you can get it to the internet and that's so easy to do that whole fan base is just going to go there well not only that it's risk free yeah you, you don't have free. to print anything you don't have to design cover art you don't have to pay people to do a ton of stuff you have to you know pay for a translation. And encoding, but it's a lot cheaper than printing a ton of DVDs and shipping them all over America. And hope they sell. And, and hoping they sell. You just gotta get your license. You gotta and, get your license, and you'd have to do that anyways. And, and there you go. a lot of well, and a lot of uh, stuff now is also you know you mentioned well we've got we've got to get exposure. Well, they get the exposure online, and let's say well we have this niche audience like you were saying. Yeah. Well, Amazon is now doing a print DVD on on demand thing where people can get their DVDs made. You know, as people order them, the Guild season one was done like that, where they didn't have enough people to justify making a print run of the Guild DVD, but they could do it online, and then the 200, 300 people that wanted it could get it. They could make a little profit. Amazon could make a little profit, and it's completely risk free. That is awesome because you're only selling it to the people that absolutely want it, and then you're not printing one DVD more. Mm-hmm. And there's sometimes there's stuff that you can't get on DVD, but you now can stream it. For example, Funimation, because they're really big in this. You can stream the entirety of this in our star TV series. You're serious? Like, every single episode, they've got it for streaming. Holy shit. Like, so if you want to go watch all of this in our star, you do it. In fact, uh, several months ago, Something Awful did a thing where they watch an episode a day. 
and talked about it on their on their website until they were done. Sue's loves that site. Uh, what was like, it? Uh, of course, you know you're already entertained. A lot of old TV shows too, like like old school TV shows that they mm-hmm. that they play out the DVD sales and they know they're not going to get much more. So they just throw them up on the internet and they get the advertising revenue. Uh, My So Called Life, which was an old sitcom. I drama. was thinking like old, like I Dream of Genie old or something. Well, nah, just stuff from the eighties and nineties. Yeah, like I mean, uh, Hulu just threw up Lex not too long ago, which has yeah. it's a bit of a even though it's a sci-fi show, it's kind of a niche sci-fi show, but people will watch it. They throw up British Lex or American Lex. You know, I'm not even. I don't, I don't even know. Like, because because you know the the one that played on Simon Channel was heavily edited from. It was the Power Rangers, the sci-fi shows. Like, I took two different series. I'm so. not familiar enough with it to say which version. Because it was because Lex was like a like a porn porn show in Britain, like a really raw, hardcore not hardcore but really like Raunchy. Cinemax porn. Yeah, and they couldn't show that on on Simon Channel, so they took like these two seats or three seasons of Lex. Chopped them up and made one season for America. It's the Robotech of um, British. Yeah, exactly. I'll and say they, more Beetleborgs. But and they, yeah. uh, and they, <laughs> they filmed some of their bring own. Up, bring not up the Beetleborgs. Like they filmed some of their own scenes I with like, know act, the actors. It was really interesting, actually. Too, I watched a show on the the making of the American Lex once. And it was mm. awesome. But yeah, where I'm more familiar with it, I would tell you. But I, I do you watch watched it? a little bit? Did were there any tits out? Not that I noticed. Then it was probably the American version. But, you know, and unfortunately it's sad that, you know, while we're talking about this great, bold, new future for online media, for TVs, the actual networks aren't paying that much attention to it. Fox is. is. Really? The, the, The network that I've noticed the most actually paying attention to it is Fox. Almost every Fox show comes up a week afterwards on, on Hulu, right? Like, I, I don't know how big a financial backer they are of it, but they, Fox, this is the one I've noticed, pimping. Well, the thing is that, well, they're, they're definitely putting these shows up there. So is ABC, so is NBC. But it's not actually determining what shows stick around. Like, there might be I shows that might have a great, huge following online and probably give them lots of ad revenue as far as the internet goes. But because you're not getting the TV advertisers from the, you know... It gets canned. It gets canned. Well, it's all extra. Because the costs of... like I think it's one of those things where the costs of producing the show can only be paid for by, you know, traditional television commercials and stuff like that. Because, of course, it's a lot more expensive to run a commercial on television than just to run one on the internet. But it's, it's just free extra income. And for stuff that we'd normally never get that they don't want to put on the show... Like I don't, I don't want to overstate the amount of money that they're making off this because while I'm sure they're making, we, you know, if we heard the number, we'd all go, "Wow, it's a lot of money." But in terms of television production money, I don't think it's probably enough to justify. Well, that's the whole thing. We don't know. We don't have access to those numbers. Exactly. And it it, it could be that they are ignoring a uh, financial output, or it could be that it's just jack squatted in the bucket. I don't know. I think that would all depend on the numbers and. I think that if that if uh, say Firefly if it was on today, and it suddenly pulled in enough money to actually justify its production cost on the internet, I think it would keep going. I don't. You got to understand that these guys. Well, you say they're not really paying attention to it. I think it's because it's not making that money. These people didn't get in power by ignoring printing money. You know what I mean? If they had a way of ch- putting it up cheaper 
because it is cheaper to put stuff up on the internet than to show it on TV, and it was making enough money to keep producing the show, I don't think they would ignore that revenue stream. But I do think Basil has a valid point in in what people, in what the execs look at as far as what the people like, people quote-unquote. The new media seems like something ethereal and risky that they don't like to consider when deciding the tastes of the overall which can make sense when you're, you know, when you're getting your vast wad of cash from the TV. But still, you you still might look at, oh, a lot of the young people on the online like this. Maybe we could do something like that with giant robots. Okay, not giant robots, but something. <laughs> well, Everything's better with giant robots. Well, you could say, well, we know, well, we know that, but who knows about <laughs> everybody else? Anyways, uh, if you take, you know, maybe show A that's a proven six. You know, you have show A, kind of show A. That you know works well on TV, gets lots and lots of Nelson ratings, whatever. Mm. Does really, really good. Then you have show B that you know doesn't do so well on TV, does wonderfully online, and would make its money back and probably some profit. But then, well, I think the execs do is they go, they see it A and B, and instead of keeping going B alive, they decide to can it and go to try and find another A. See, but again, I I know we don't have access to those metrics, so we're kind of just shouting in the dark on this. But it's one of those things where I just have to believe that these guys understand making money. Like, if there's anything these guys understand, it's printing money, right? And if they were, if they saw, hey, it's profitable, it's earning us money, like, I really just have to believe that if it, no, you're, uh, like... Well, what I'm wondering is, it's not so much that, okay, B could make money, but if we could get another A, that'll make make even more more money. money. Exactly. And I think that's what they're aiming for. Yes. Okay, I 100% agree. uh, Executives will always take squelching something that's creative for something that's going to make more money. So just Uh, because you have something online that vibes with a lot of people. The the internet, the ability to show it on the internet is a secondary interest to them. Yes. They're, they're going to want to get it on TV. If then they can make a little more money off of it by putting it on the internet, well, they're not going to complain. Yeah, it's, it's free money to them. It's and I still, exactly. I still think that people underestimate the, uh, the scary new media of the internet when it comes to putting shows and shit out. But it's not I, that I, new anymore, guys. Come on. They still, but for, for them, it is new. For them, yeah. it is for new. them, music online is still new. Yes, I know. It's, and that's been around way longer than internet on TV on the internet. It's been like more than half a century of just TV, as that's what they're comfortable with, and that's, color is still new to these yeah. people. <laughs> like, I mean, it's one of those things where you know, the finally popularities of like iPods and Zuzeli MP3 players has finally now just started. They started catching up with that, mm-hmm. and they're still not quite sure how to handle the equivalent of TV. So the real question is, you know, which our next which sort of leads into our next question is, what direction do you see this moving? Yeah, more of us watching TV on our desktop screens or some form of radical shift to bring the internet to our TVs in some sort of mm. box. Well, after all the old people who are afraid of the internet die, <laughs> I think we'll finally really uh, all be watching TV on the internet. Uh, uh... I, I can see it going either way. It's one of those things where, um, at the end of the day, I think we're going to see more devices that do what my PS3 does or the 360 does. Or um, and we'll see it in a more of a TiVo-like context. It'll be specifically for television, but the ability to play stuff that I have over here on the computer and then wirelessly beam it to my big screen, I think that's the kind of direction we're going to move into. Um, kind of like the Google Box or whatever that yes. the, that thing is, some new form of TiVo. 
Well, I'll admit to my previous statement just being mostly for humorous value. But yeah, I think I think we'll be getting there. I think people are actually going to be working to integrate, and they already are integrating internet and your television in a way that's not crappy like web TV. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. But even so, you know, I, I'm I'm the kind of person who I'm not the usual. And I'm still looking forward, no matter what the executives and people with money and people who are producing some high quality decide, I'm still looking forward to the, all this low-end uh, homebrew stuff because there are some creative minds out yep. there that need to be... Uh, True. That the only that through the Internet can they get broadcast to everybody. Yeah, anybody with a little web space and a webcam and a... Just any crazy Anyone Yahoo... Access to, a, to a YouTube account. Yeah, any Yahoo can have his own TV show and... But some of them are good. Yeah. But, well, I think eventually, some at some point, <laughs> okay. lots of them are bad. 99% of them are bad, but that's the point. <laughs> but there's some good ones. The, and the some Legend really of Sam, good or whatever it is, the, the almost pornographic Legend of Zelda parody. Is but I think eventually, in the end, it is going to we're going to get some sort of box that we attach to our TV that allows us to stream the stuff online. I think streaming is going to eventually be the direction they pull through, where they have the big cloud of information where they can pull it down from the cloud. And and that, I think that's where, like, for them, like, Google TV, or they even think, like, Apple TV and other things are going to be moving towards, or the idea that possibly Microsoft will start including things like Hulu and YouTube on the 360 where you just access that. And the wonderful thing about that is it can be both. I can watch House, and then I can pop up Angry Video Game Nerd on it. There is, like, I can watch the, the homebrew stuff. And I can watch my uh, 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 made-for-TV stuff, and I can watch it all on my nice, giant 1080p, 42-inch uh, television, and that'll be awesome. Uh, what's what's going to have to happen, though, is they're going to have to make this box so dumb-proof yeah, that's that even the, that anyone can use it, true. even if they don't like using it. The real computers. hurdle to enjoying online TV is your brain. <laughs> well, seriously, um, uh, the apartment we're filming this in is our uh, tech guy James's, and he doesn't have regular cable. When we were watching the Stanley Cup, we watch it by watching a stream on his TV from a dedicated media box. He's just got his old laptop hooked up to it, and we watch it that way. And that's kind of a you know a tech savvy. I mean, you don't have to be super savvy to hook a friggin' laptop up, but like you said, you can't be the yeah. Dumb shit. No, I, have hardware and, I have some yeah. hardware limita- limitations that have caused some problems on my end occasionally, but I just a couple of Google searches and I knew what I had to do to use my computer to stream media. Uh, the, the problem is is that uh, there's a, still a lot of people that are scared of the shiny box that makes lights. It beams the devil right into my soul. It's my sex box and her name is Sony. Like... Uh, you know, like it's good thing we live in the South and can't be called to task for mocking the Southerners. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> like y'all. I was born in Alabama, it's born cool. in Huntsville. Um, but it, it's well, just one of the playgrounds like, where I spent most of my days. I think Basil uh, relaxing, uh, chilling off, cool. Chilling off, cool. That's what it is. But um, I think Basil's quite correct. Is that we're going to have to have an iPad-like box that that sits on our TVs eventually. And goes beep boop and does what people want it to. Filters the devil rays and the holy (laughs) TV (laughs) from the Lord. Well, it's like TiVo. TiVo is really user-friendly. It is super user-friendly to use. And I think we're going to have to have something like that. And that's going to be the ultimate form of it. Um, I think in the meantime, all of us, you know, intelligent people can do things like stream on our laptop and 
you know, uh, if you're good friends with an intelligent person, you can have this too. Exactly. Go <laughs> out and find yourself someone like you over one hundred. Yeah, if they listen to this show, they're smart enough to figure it out. They had to find our show first. <laughs> and I'd love to say maybe the future might also be on mobile devices, like on your phone or even on your iPad. Too bad Apple's now still attached by the hip to AT and T. We are boo. Oh, sorry, no. Who's uh, charging with uh, their data plans now, where you can only get two gigs worth of content. Before they start charging extra. Well, one day maybe minds will be free and things will be lifted. Well, the thing is that actually a lot of internet <laughs> providers are, are trying to now start uh, because we're now using so much bandwidth already. They're afraid of how much bandwidth will start to use it in the future, and they're now trying to find ways of cutting us off. Yeah, the, oh God, Comcast here throttles you down and then calls you and asks if you want to buy their suit or their high speed package. Their high speed package is them not throttling you down anymore. I yeah. mean it's literally that they, they choke you and then say if you want air, then just pay us an extra fifty bucks a month and we will we'll give it to you. Oh man, I don't know about the calling, but they kept choking me down when I was working on the website because I was uploading so much crap. I yeah, mean, they 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 check. They're like, you know, what bandwidth are you using? What are you, you know, transferring and then they throttle you down when you reach a certain point if mm-hmm. you don't buy their extortion system. And it's just really terrible. To that said, when you have their extortion system, it's nice. Yeah, when you, well, we eventually bought it. We were just like, Barry was eventually just like, fuck right. like. On the plus side, well, actually on the negative side, I got New Hope Telephone Cooperative. I live out in the middle of nowhere. They've got DSL. It's not the fastest DSL around, but they, there's only like one person who works there who knows anything about computers. They don't give a fuck how much bandwidth you use. <laughs> but, well, but eventually, they're going to be gobbled up by someone who does. Probably. And, you know, and net neutrality is a really big issue. And, a bit, you know, someone, eventually, there's some, either they're going to lose enough customers, or they're going to have to open things back up, or we might, I don't know, like, it's, that those are, these are murky waters we might start seeing ourselves into that could seriously hurt the future of, you know, this stuff. Yeah, exactly, because this is one of the, you know, this takes bandwidth. I mean, when you're, when you're streaming TV shows... Supposedly streaming TV shows in high definition, you know, you're not uh, you're not using no tiny amount of bandwidth, especially no. if you're doing it on a regular basis. And I have to say, like, especially like the AT and T, like as my experience with uh, someone who is involved in the selling of cell phones is when AT and T changes something, Verizon typically jumps on the same change or vice versa within a short period of time, and only T-Mobile just seems to go what. Yeah, I'm just doing my own thing. Yeah. What a well, shitload of fuck. Well, you know, and I think that's what's gonna, one of the big things that's going to keep it from being big on uh, mobile devices. Yeah. Is that the, you know, it's so funny because they were pushing stuff like that on mobile devices three or four, two or three years ago when I first uh, signed up for Verizon, I guess uh, three or four years ago at this point. They were really pushing VTV and all this stuff. Yeah. And it just kind of went away. It was like, I, I think it was, I think the phones were not capable of. Keeping up with what they are wanting to do with it, but, like but now Japan. they can. And now they can. I think they now realize what kind of Pandora's box they might be opening. Yeah. It, see, that's the other thing is that we constantly have these executives that are afraid to do new technology technological paradigms because every time they do that, they're scared of another music industry I mean, explosion. They actually, you know, in Japan, they do have streaming TV on cell phones. Oh yeah, yeah. They've but got well, reasonably you, priced cell phone plans too. But know, internet. But Japan's an island. Yes. It is a small island nation the size of Alabama. They it's don't than that. It's like the size of the landmass of California, but but still, that's the entirety of that nation's right there. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's not those... the gigantic expanse of 
of America. Also, their cell phone culture America. is almost that does encompass most of their internet culture. Exactly as well. Like almost everyone does their internet from their cell phone or a Wii. Well, the Japanese aren't afraid of new technologies. No. That's why they get blown away by stuff by LaserDisc every once in a while. But uh, <laughs> they love LaserDisc. Oh, like, LaserDisc. It's one of those things where, where they're not afraid of it, but um, I think American technology companies and information providers are scared. They don't want another Napster. They're absolutely frightened because they've watched the music industry. I'm sure the music industry's revenues have cut in like half in the last ten years or something like that. And they've watched it happen, and I think they're scared to fucking death of it. I think it's why they created Hulu. Because like you know, somebody sat down and talked to these executives and was like, look... You see YouTube, it's crappy quality, people are stealing. Let's sit down, make our own good quality with good shows, up-to-date shows, sell the advertising, and maybe you won't make as much money when those people watch it online, but you know what? You'll be making money. But, and people are doing so, like, for example, like, you know, Hulu's owned by NBC, which eventually is going to be owned by Comcast. You know, then stuff like The Daily Show, like you know, Comedy Central pull it off Hulu so they can run their own ads on their own show. And actually, you don't have to go to Hulu if you don't want to. You can actually do these streaming things on ABC.com, on Fox.com. Fox.com. It's just it's one like, place for everything when you go to yeah, Hulu. Yeah, Hulu's just all in one place. Mm-hmm. But even things like ABC, I can watch Castle actually in full 720p if I stream from there, whereas Hulu's only 480p. But how are their advertising things, too? Because Now, Hulu's got a little worse about advertising. It used to be like 130... It'd give you a choice. It would go like... Do you want to watch one two and a half minute commercial, or do you want to watch uh, three thirty second commercials? They still do that. Like, do they? They don't no, on the shows no, I watch. They anymore. do. Well, that's always been random. Really? Like every like every like ten or twenty shows you watch, they'll pop up, give you the option. But, but like the, the default every time, then you were getting lucky. Because the house literally every time I watched house, it would pop up, and I'd always choose the one two minute. And then I go do something else for two minutes, and then I'd come back. Yeah, and, and if you watch, watch something that's longer, you'll get several little commercials. Exactly. Like now, but it's less frequent than TV commercial television. It is less frequent yeah. than commercial, and the commercial sequences are much shorter. They're generally speaking thirty to forty-five seconds rather than five minutes. So, what else do we have on the question list here? Well, actually, another thing I was going to bring up was um, just the fact that our data is like our cabling that we use for the internet is kind of old and outdated, and to do the newer cabling that would actually support the bandwidth that we will actually want and need for the future is going to take a lot of money because we're a huge landmass. huge landmass. Fucking, fucking infrastructure is always a problem in America. And I think that's one of the reasons why they're trying to throttle us now is because they realize that eventually they're going to have to lay down this new cable. They're going to have to improve that infrastructure for us to move forward. And I don't think they want to make that investment. No one wants to make that investment. No one wants to be the first one to put the money in. Mm-hmm. All right, where are we going? But uh, I think, are you willing to buy things you see for free online on DVD slash Blu-ray? Uh, if definitely. I like it. Yeah, let's say I bought Dr. Horrible. Uh, I will. I bought the Homestar Runner, like one of the episodes of the game. I guess that counts. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm perfectly willing. If I really like it. Yeah, um, if I want to yeah, see Yeah, I got... I, I got uh, Doctor Horrible, likewise. Um, I since I watched all of Titan Maximum on 
I watched Titan Hall of Titan Maximum on Adult Swim's website, and then I bought it through Zoom for my 360. And I'm going to buy the DVD when it oh, comes yeah. out. Oh yeah, House. A lot of House of Mine was mm-hmm. done on on Hulu before I bought the DVD sets. Mm-hmm. I know you're big on that, Lee. I know that's one of your big. Uh... Yeah, I've got several Homestar Runner DVDs, and I'm planning to get Angry Video Game Nerd. You know, if there's something I like, yeah, I might look into the Angry Video Game Nerd. It might be the only way I'll ever show it to anyone like in my else in my family, because bizarrely. For someone who never plays video games, my mom likes stuff about video games. That's always puzzled me, but it's totally true. No, Should be able to handle the potty mouth? Yes. I will say that I'm much more likely to buy something that's homebrew mm-hmm. over exactly. something that's made supporting by a the artist. Supporting the artist. Because they're the poor you dudes know. that are just turning this out in their free time. So. Well, I, well, I bought House. I... That's a rarity. Like, I'm much more likely to buy Homestar Runner. I went out and bought both the CD and the DVD of Dr. Well, I downloaded the CD off YouTube. and I mean, I mean uh, iTunes, and then bought the DVD. For, for TV shows, I have to really like the TV show. Like, I yeah. buy House. Yeah. I buy Castle. What's funny is I buy Leverage, but then when I go back to watch Leverage, I, I queue back up to Netflix. Because Netflix, it will stream in 720p. Whereas the DVDs aren't. It's just easier, too. Like, I find, I'm sorry, like, if I'm on one side of my room and I go click a click and click Netflix three times and get the same effect as walking over the other side of the room, pulling the DVD out, pulling it, putting it in. I want to support Leverage. I want to make sure they realize that this is important to me. I want this show to continue. Exactly. And I buy, I still buy a lot of my anime on DVD. Mm -hmm. Because, um, in the worlds of, uh, Carl Gustav Horn, you probably at this point have actually heard us, him actually speak. Because I think we actually are running that for this, because James is going to Alaska. Um, oh, Alaska. Yeah, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, yeah, he told he was talking about the game last week. Oh, okay, I remember. Okay, my brain's dumb. Okay, like, but anyways, he made a really point where buying anime now is much like a political act. Like, it's so much easier that you can download fan subs or stream or whatnot. That you know, it actually takes it's so easy to obtain the stuff online. That it really takes a real fan to you know to actually pony up that cash so, and buy something. When something you really, when an anime show you actually really like comes out on video, you should buy it because it tells people you're serious enough about that show to pay money for it. Go get Kakashi when it comes out because it will because it's on Adult Swim. Like, and it's one of the things where like he's actually seen like because money that you buy with anime directly goes back to the original like the creators. Like it does happen because anime is such a niche thing, you don't realize that it's, you think it's anime's mainstream, but it's not. It's just geek mainstream. And so because of that, there's a lot much closer to the licensor and the original Japanese creators, you know, creators than you think. And the guy, I mean, he's a, he's an editor for Dark Horse, you know, Dark Horse and does manga. Yeah. Um, and he's actually been able to go, thanks to these American sales, that manga car could buy a car. Awesome. Like some of that. So, you know, it's very. In Japan, cars don't really matter. So if they bought a car, it's a luxury item. It's true. But it's one of those things where, like, you know, when you buy something, it does actually actively show, hey, this is something that needs to be supported. And you might not get things. For example, Big Windup um, was a sports anime that Funimation put out. And they put it out in a really cheap format. It was in box sets that wasn't that expensive. You got episodes per disc. Um, it was a nice encode of good extras, and then no one bought it. And so Funimation went, okay, that means we're not going to put any more sports stuff. This obviously wasn't yep. selling. Like, like, buy an anime makes 
big difference. Buying a lot of stuff makes it really good. Yeah. You know, I'm sure we're going to get more Doctor Horrible at some point because it sold well. You know, uh, the Guild, I think the Guild funded Season 3, uh, um, not Season 3, is funding Season 4 off of DVD sales. Well, that's how we got Serenity. Like, yeah, that's was how the, we got Serenity. the sales of Firefox on DVD. Fire, Firefly sold Firefly, so well Fry, on DVD. Yeah, yeah, like that was how we got uh, like, the Serenity movie. DVD sales count way more than they used to. Oh, God, a family guy. Family Guy came back on the air because, because of DVD sales. Yeah, the DVD like, sales were so massive that Fox had to had to go, like, oh, we did screw up, come back guys and I, make fun of us. I don't think the execs are quite looking online really as a serious thing yet, but they are now looking yeah, at DVDs DVD as a real serious well, thing. Because DVDs are, you know, again, it's it's much less risk than, uh, and the DVD markups, I know the markups on a lot of stuff, especially TV box sets. They're a lot. They're a lot. Like, you're, you're, you're talking about a 33% markup, right? And that's just from the store. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not including whatever the markup for that was from the company to Best Buy or whoever, mm-hmm. Best Buy, the shipper, distributor, who Best Buy got it from. And uh, so, I mean, there's a lot of money to be there. They're dragging out old shit from 30 years ago and, and putting a captain in the Game Master, the old Zelda cartoons, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, Cap, the Adventures of Captain Marvel, the old serials. Oh, God. You know what pisses me recently. off, just to, do, just, to do a, just to do a my own aside here, is I love the Twilight Zone, the original Twilight Zone. And if you want to buy like a short thing that just has some of the best episodes, they'll have like three of three episodes that are awesome, and then three others that are completely random. So if you want the real best episodes, you got to buy all the episodes. So I think Twilight Zone was an early DVD release when they were just randomly doing shit. Mm-hmm. A lot of the early DVD releases weren't done organizedly. Mm-hmm. Like, um, God, what was the uh, the DVD that I hated that because they were literally just random episodes that sometimes they overlapped. There was a TV show. Mystery no. 3K? Um, Mystery 3K is like that for different reasons. They have to do that, unfortunately, because every time they come on DVD for Mystery Science Theater, which is on Hulu, by the way, it's for tying it into uh, to this, so they're, they're supplementing their DVD revenue with, with Hulu advertising. But anyway, they have to rebuy the rights. And so that's why the MST3K episodes are random. Because each had, of the movies there? Yeah, because they, they bought the rights, but they only used, they bought like a uh, three-time airing contract or something from the movie guys. Mm-hmm. And some of them wouldn't sell. God, Roger Corman came and said, I will never give these guys my rights again. Because they started personally insulting Roger Corman on their episodes rather than making fun of the movie. They started going, oh, Corman. And uh, so anyway. Well, then there's even stuff like, this is sort of a tangent. But, you know, Rift Tracks and Cinematic Titanic. Yeah, oh, that's online. Yes, I didn't even think about the Rift Tracks and Cinematic mm-hmm. Titanic. That's it's not quite thing. online TV, but you do have to download the thing to play while you're watching yeah. the thing. Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's Rift, sort, of, sort of in between. Well, Rift Tracks is like that. Uh, Cinematic Titanic is actually you buy them online. Like, mm-hmm. you, it's DVDs. What is that? Is, how's that different from Rift Tracks? Um, a, it is silhouettes in front of the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually own the rights to the movie. And basically, Cinematic Titanic is all the funny people from Mystery Science Theater 3000, mm-hmm. and Rift Tracks is all the unfunny people. Rift Tracks is Bill Corbett, uh, Kevin Murphy, and Michael Nelson, who are the the uh, later three guys. Mm-hmm. Um, the second Crow, the second Tom Servo, nah. and the um, and Mike. They're not as funny. Where, whereas um, Cinematic Titanic is TV's Frank Joel, uh, the original. Um, oh God, the guy who played uh, Trace Burlew. Oh. Um, Pro and uh, Mary Jo Fell. But the thing of Rift Tracks, though, they built sort of, a, sort of the Rift Tracks empire. Yeah. Where, like, anyone could submit their own Rift Tracks and sell themselves via their site, and the, and the Rift Track guy take a small cut. Wow. Yeah. And, and so they built sort of their own iTunes model for people making fun of movies. And that is that is a wonderful, that's a great 
topic about how, how this internet TV thing is heading because it's a creature-owned content thing, just like we were saying, ginning up homebrew TV shows, ginning up homebrew reviews and all sorts of stuff. I mean, and a Yahoo with a webcam or a microphone and some free time. And nowadays with things like flip video and stuff, get doing decent high-def recording is getting easier and easier yeah, well, and easier. My dad has a video camera that is the size of, you know, half the size of his wallet that he can flip out and record in 720p. Wow. I'm sure yeah. it's not full, but it's not 1080, but it's yeah, like, like it's a really lot down. Of this, a lot of this homebrew stuff, when I've noticed when they talk about what they actually use in the rare times, when they talk about the use of their show, it's usually something you can just go buy in any store that carries video cameras. Video cameras, Today, yeah. you know, a, um, during the Apple's big announcement today, they unveiled you know the, the new iPhone, and they also announced iVideo with it. Will you be able to use it, take video, then edit it on your phone? Wow. Now, that's what I like, is I like the corporate structures. I like homebrew content and stuff like the riff tracks and where, where we've created um, user-created content and then make some way to sell it and to do, you know, corporate way to sell it and then taking a tiny cut. And um, as long as you're not being dicks about it like Comic Genesis um, does for webcomics, then... Uh, I'm about to leave... But, you know, then you get stuff like um, Halo and Skate and other video games where you can take your replays and immediately export them to YouTube. Oh, yeah. oh God, Red vs. Blue. Well, man, yeah, you want to talk about, about, you, you talk about TV? One. Yeah, early, early internet television. I can't believe we forgot Red vs. Yeah. Blue. But, like, uh, but yeah, there's stuff I think where, I missed the period when that was prevalent. Like the six, six months that was popular. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, Red vs. Blue was also weird in that it was really great to watch it weekly. Mm-hmm. But if you try to... St- run them together it was yeah. not good. Yeah, it, was it, not good it had the unfortunate problem of being associated with Halo <laughs> and my Sorry, first the, literally Halo made me hate the Xbox being exposed to playing Halo as my introduction to the original Xbox and I decided I hated this machine and wanted nothing to do and with it and I could think of serious dramatic tale of woe and terror that's online TV what's the uh, what, what Dr. Tran Dr. Tran <laughs> we totally forgot about Dr. Tran that's Flash stuff I hated the Xbox just for the Xbox, just for the record. Halo wasn't required. I know, that was part of it, too. But it, it, that was my, my involved Halo, and it just it soured me, and it took me a really long time to even warm up to the concept of purchasing an Xbox 360 because of the original Xbox. Yeah. Which, this is totally unrelated to the discussion at hand, but that's my story. But yeah, Dr. Tran. <laughs> Dr. Tran. It's real doctor, oh, you know. Wait, 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 well, now I've forgotten it. Damn it. Forgotten it. Well, Damn it, Kevin. There's also Knock Force, which is by the guy who used to do RPG World. Bring back to round one comics. In... Wait, he's doing something these days? Yeah, he does. Uh, he, got, he, he, he ended going to animation. Like, you realize that the second or third season of Venture Brothers, he helped direct. Holy shit, you're fucking me. No, like, like, no, yeah, like yeah, he, he worked with... Director, yeah. he worked with the fuck, an, you're he, shooting me. He was the animation director for, like, season two or three of Free Witch. Wow. Uh, I think wow. it was season two. That's why he quit... One of the reasons he quit RPG World was... Well, yeah, he was actually... He, he was in... Well, that's he had he a real college, job now. No, he was in college. And was, was about to go into the real world, and he just couldn't keep it up anymore. Yeah, he he tried to bring it back, and then he, like, got a real job, and he's like, sorry, guys, I can't do it. But no, yeah, he worked on Venture Brothers, one of their animation directors, and helped lay out, like, scenes and stuff. Well, holy it was... shit. Did he ever give that comic away? Stuff off topic, but, you know, he was trying to give uh, RPG World away. 
Ways for someone else to continue? Yeah, someone else to continue. He, I, he had a thing up and was like, does any a team of writer artists want to do RPG World? I have no clue. I know his big thing is his, his own world work. He does with some of his friend of his. It's called Knock Force, mm-hmm. which is part like animation, part rap group. Part like, rap? Yeah. That's so like and they and they um and they do a lot of little, little quick little videos you can you know watch on YouTube. I don't it's know. pretty funny stuff. And uh, yeah, so he's still doing stuff. Well, he's, he's still out there. But I but I don't know why you'd buy RPG World because from my point of view, it seemed like it was pretty darn close to the end. Like, well, you don't buy it. He just wants to give it away. He wants oh, someone to finish it. He give it away just so someone will lovingly he, he, he will lovingly finish it. Well, I, I hope someone will because someone who understands his. Vision. I don't know if anybody remembers it anymore. Yeah, though. exactly. It's, it's too long. Like it's like, it's, it's like exploitation now. Like it's, oh, I used to love the shit out of. it. I love exploitation now. Unfortunately, Aaron's story kind of put a foul taste in my mouth. Well, like, well I, sto- I stopped and never read uh, Aaron's story. Am I the better for that? Yeah, yes. it had one good joke as far as I'm concerned, and that was the polymorph spell to increase the girl's busts, and other than that, I never... Uh... But going back to the topic of online TV, guys... Do we have any more questions? What's your favorite piece of, piece of online television? Uh, right now, Penny Arcade Television. I love Penny Arcade TV. Mm. It's a documentary style that kind of gives you a look into the hearts and minds of what are basically the two geek icons oh of our Oh my generation. fucking god about Penny Arcade TV. Just the setup they have there yeah. makes me drool. It's a creative person's dream. Get everybody you know is creative, put them in an office, and do your shit. It is awesome. Yeah, it's, it's totally badass. Uh, I love the desks. They have, they have desks like one day... Like, like, uh, like, I want to have that where it's like the desks back to back and like the two monitors. I love mm-hmm. that. And to um, sit around, toss the ball around, talk about what we're going to do today. Well, exactly. And then they have it. Stru- they have it structured. They're like, for, you know, we come in the office at nine a.m. We spend from nine a.m. to eleven a.m. coming up with our comic idea. We spend the next of the time writing it. Then we give it to Gabe, and I go fuck off and work on merchandise yeah. and other things for for that was a Tiger thing. Yeah. But I, it's my favorite piece right now. Um, I don't know if to include Blamimations in it or not, because while I really enjoy them, my favorite thing is wandering around with the Panera Arcade guys, getting their view on the universe. You know, them talking about D&D, them talking about how they work their office, them winning awards. Like, I just... Well, Blamimation also feels very much like Tycho and Gabriel liked this, the things that uh, Straub and Kurtz did together. Then they stopped doing it, and then they're like, no, 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 that was actually funny, you should bring that back. You should bring that back. Yeah, we'll pay for it, whatever, we don't care. Like, so, we're Penny Arcade, we wish. Eh, it's mostly entertainers. Well, I, I really liked the Penny Arcade TV, but my favorite as of late has been uh, the Angry Video Game Nerd, and James Rolfe's stuff in particular. He does a whole bunch of shit, like, every, for the last three years on Halloween, he'll do his uh, Cinemassacre's Monster Madness, where first year he did the history of horror films. Every day in October, he'd upload a video about a different period in the history of horror films, and it's really, it's really good. And then he went to a Godzilla-thon the next year. I need to see that. You need to see the Godzilla-thon. But, you know, mainly it's his angry video game nerd thing. He, he's basically been, from a young age, wanting to be a uh, filmmaker, but then, you know, he'd be doing films and he could put them on the internet. And then he did some mock, make fun of video game shit, and that boomed and he got his own, his, you know, and everybody knows about, I'm sure all our listeners know about the Angry Nerd. Well, you honestly had to show it to me. <laughs> if, if you so. don't know about Angry Video Nerd, go to YouTube, type in Angry Video Game Nerd. Um, he does blend a little bit of sketch comedy into his reviews yes, also. Uh, is... 
I would start with Silver Surfer. I think that was the first one I watched. Um, if, if Lee's got another uh, one. Uh, there there are plenty of good ones. There's uh, X-Men. X-Men's another good one. X- X-Men's another good one. Any of those old ones where the LGN stuff he's bashing is great. And if you want to just jump right into something new, I'd go for like the CDI stuff. If you've really wanted to see how shitty CDI is, that's a good one. Um, I loved. Uh, don't watch this first, but his Superman sixty four yes. one oh. is absolutely awesome. And don't none of us spoil the joke. Like like uh, yeah. Superman sixty four. Like everybody like yeah. yeah. <laughs> like nobody <laughs> start off with with Superman. Yeah, which will be the original Nintendo game, I think, mm-hmm. and then he'll Commodore at the end 64. of it and for. Thank you for doing exactly what I asked you not to do, Kevin. Yeah. Well, that's when it starts. You damn yeah. dirty You <laughs> damn dirty <laughs> That was the joke. Was everyone oh. was, that's the joke everyone that's, wants him yeah. to do. N64 one. And he, and he loads up his Commodore And he loads 64. it on Commodore 64. Like, I, I just, I... Fuck you, Kevin. Anyway. Well, he eventually did the real Super <laughs> Well, yes! That was the joke. <laughs> I, that was not the joke I was thinking of. But, okay. But, so, anyway... But he's got he's got amazing chops when it comes to editing and he drinks a lot of Rolling Rock. <laughs> yeah, oh, I love that. It's like he was testing out that NES accessory called the Rolling Rock. I'm drinking Rolling Rock. Oh, I'm the Rolling Rocker. Rolling Rock. Rolling Rocker. Rolling Rock. Rolling Rocker. But and he's he fucking swears like a sailor. And he oh, makes Castlevania a- two. Sorry, Castlevania two. Yes, yeah, Castlevania Ninja Turtles one. Oh, Ninja Turtles. Yes, both. That's always been my favorite one. Yeah, and you may yeah. even look down the list of some of the games he reviewed and think, "I played that. I like that." And then you'll watch his view and go, "You know, that really was complete and total <laughs> shit." Complete <laughs> shit. <laughs> like I liked, I liked Ninja Turtles yeah. game, but it was hard as fuck. It was hard as fuck. <laughs> well, uh, it, well, one point where he does his little, it's like, "I don't know what. I can't jump over this little gap. Why can't jump over this little gap?" And it's like, and then, "Oh, I just walk over it. What?" I did the exact same thing on Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yes, that saw that exact spot. The Castlevania two thing where he's like, "Now here you're gonna have to hold, select this item, kneel down for 15 seconds, and then roll." Who the fuck would think to do that? He blew red Nintendo it. power. He's actually, he's actually reviewed Castlevania two twice because he had a Castlevania thon for one I, Halloween. You're right. I saw that. I, I saw that. Well, that was one of his Halloween so, things. You can yeah, yeah. all like this one pretty well. <laughs> so, what's your favorite? I don't know. Okay, now, uh, well, and this is liable to change in like a week because I'm fickle, but I'm really enjoying uh, the Nostalgia Chick. I got you some of her stuff. It's the Nostalgia Critic, except it's a cute girl, and when she reviews something I actually like, she's nicer about it when she's mean about it. (laughs) Like, when the Nostalgia Critic, if you're looking down the list of the stuff he's reviewed and you see a movie where it's like, I like that movie, prepare to like cry because he will tear it apart. Every so often at the end... Every so often he'll do something he really likes, or at the end he'll go, I know I tore into this a lot, but it's really a more enjoyable movie than I made it sound. But that, those are the rare ones. I know a pair of people that go into various live journal role-playing communities um, as the nostalgia critic and then the nostalgia chick, and then they troll them. <laughs> <laughs> what do I, oh, sorry. There's also the guy who uh, ripped into uh, Star Wars for like three hours. Yes! Oh, I love that man. The Okay, there's this guy. Oh, I think I've seen that. Yes, yeah. he, and he pretends to be an old man who's a serial killer, which is not funny. Yeah. But he has the most succinct... I don't like his episode 2 one as much. Like, he did episode 1 and episode 2, and 2 is meh, but episode 1 is the most succinct, intelligent, and well-thought-out deconstruction of why episode 1 is bad. 
from a writing video. perspective, from a it's an online video. It's just a, I'll, I'll show it to you, Lee. Like, okay. we'll, I can't remember like how I found it, but I did. I saw. I think Edit Cool News was linking is how I found it. Maybe. Um, and uh, it, it he sits down and he's got little sketches in it where he's like, "Oh, let me get this guy that I killed in a bathroom." It's, I guess his point is supposed to be that anyone, even this crazy moron, can see why episode one sucked. <laughs> but, like, it's just not funny. Unless he actually is a deranged serial killer, in which case, less funny. Exactly. <laughs> but he ignored that part, but his, oh man, it's just, it is brilliant, and uh, I just, I, I could go on about it forever. Like, it's wonderful. So what about you, Basil? What's your favorite What's homebrew? Your uh, first, favorite? I, have to, I have to give a th- uh, shout-out to Video Game Takeout. I think it's a guy named Ben. He also posted a forum I do called Talking Time, mm-hmm. and he's been doing it. He also teams up with the uh, Happy Video Game Nerd. Oh, I know uh, who you're talking about. Like he does, he focuses pretty much on portable games. Mm-hmm. He's the one he reviews. called during one of his reviews and was like, "Hey, how's this review?" And he's like, "It's pretty good." Talk to you <laughs> yeah. later, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I got to give that guy a shout out because you know, forum solidarity. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, mine is sort of split between, I mean, I always will go back to Mega64, because mm-hmm. yeah, they're constantly out putting out good stuff. Yeah. And then also, while they're a bit more sporadic, the Duncan Brothers. Oh, I forgot up, about the Duncan Brothers. Yeah, I remember Overdrift. The... Oh, Overdrift. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the Duncan Brothers? Overdrift. Oh! They've got a brand new series called Gigabots. Which is part Voltron, power, part Power Rangers, part Ava. Ava. Did you show that at uh, Ava? Big Train? Yeah. Oh, man. Ava? Like, like, it actually reminds me of your RPG. God, don't, don't knock the microphone um, over with your heart on for Ava. I'm just saying that, you know, the, the kid, you know, he's he's polishing his, his portrait of his mom. And he gets a phone call. It's like, son, it's your father. Your mother just died through the explosion of Neo Tokyo 2. Come here. And he goes, you're piling a giant robot. Fuck, I have to say this. I have to fucking, you better link that to me. I gotta get a link by that tomorrow. God, there's a generation of kids that are waiting for phone calls about their mom dying so they can But it's all live action, like, Sentai, Super Sentai styled stuff. Like. Do they fight putties? Um. Do they fight putties? They don't actually get to fight putties. Fuck Because they're constantly fighting. They're always fighting, like, the giant monster of the week. Awesome. Pig monster. But the guy, like, but they had pretty much had the oh, dude equivalent of Rita Repulsa. Or is that? No, no, he <laughs> acts like Rita Repulsa, but it's a dude. And clearly, make my monster grow! <laughs> uh, with the, with oh, the, a complete high screeching voice, but it's still a dude. Okay. But, um. Okay, you have to fucking link this to yeah, me. Yeah, link this really. to me also. It's really, really good. Why right? haven't you linked this to me already? Exactly, why don't because we have this Because I was planning to show it on, to you to be a pain train, but someone had to work during Hamacon. Goddamn, yeah. keeping food someone on the table. Someone had to catch a cold. Yeah. Man, I was like a slug for three days. And then I caught... Never mind. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's terrible. Then I caught a cold. <laughs> like, I apologize. Hey, 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 I give you props for that one. Now it's a good one. But... So there we go. There I we think. go. I think uh, we have run out of questions. Is there any comments anyone wants to make on online television before we wrap up? Um, buffalo diarrhea fuck farts? <laughs> of course! <laughs> Why did I think of this before? He's done it quick. Shut the podcast off. Nothing that we can say now will be any better. We will defeat the world. See, that was worse. That was like, yeah, lately, do that again. What's what do you mean that was no, worse? No, no, no. I like his. Go for it. I like both endings. I like that, like... I thought it was cool because it was, like, this thing where we were going to go, like, destroy the world because of this awesome thing that Lee had thought up. Like, 
he said this thing, and Kevin was like, of course, that's it, exactly. Just what we need to destroy the world. Or anyone... Any, oh, too much just down to critic, but anytime anyone proclaims in a movie that they're going to rule the world, destroy the world, it cuts to M. Bison from the Street Fighter movie going, Of course! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is. Are we still running? Best, yes. Yes. God damn it, man. We are still running. Will you shut that up? <laughs> James, you just like So for y'all, this might have been the podcast of your lives for us. It was, it was Tuesday. Tuesday. It's Monday. It's Monday. It's Monday, yeah. <laughs> Shut the damn Brain, fecal fucker, shit-shaped anus brain. Oh, somebody's been watching Angry Video Game Nerds. <laughs> well, yeah, I had to prepare for this.